Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. Today I'm speaking with global security analyst Sim Tak. Sim, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Emily. It's my pleasure. So, Sim, the U.S. has announced talks with Russia on the new START nuclear arms control treaty in Vienna. Uh, Russia has been long asking for these talks to extend the treaty, but the U.S. had refused to do so unless a new treaty included China. What is this new start, and why is it so important that the U.S. finally agreed to talks with Russia? So, basically, new start, or the, the new strategic arms reduction treaty, is a treaty between the United States and Russia that defines uh, exactly how many deployed nuclear weapons and delivery system, uh, such as ICBMs or bombers, uh, they can each have. Uh, so the treaty entered force in 2011, um, but it only entered force for a 10-year period. So currently it's set to uh, to actually expire in February 2021. Um, so that means effectively, you know, we're almost only half a year away from that point. Um, the treaty does prescribe a possibility to extend it by five years if both parties agree. Uh, and that's something that Russia has been trying to get the U.S. to commit to. Um, so by February 2021, for these limitations to continue to be in place, we would either need to have that extension in place or a negotiation of a new treaty. Um, now, you know, the way the world has changed since this treaty was put in place uh, the U.S. has uh, has uh, has been exploring some different interests, including uh, bringing China into this treaty. China currently is not limited in, in uh, how many nuclear weapons it can actually have, although it, it has significantly less than the U.S. or Russia. Um, and and the U.S. seems to be, in a way, holding this treaty hostage with Russia in order to try and force China to become a part of it. So what is expected to be the outcome of these talks in Vienna? So at the, at the talks in Vienna, which, which are currently set to occur on, on June 22nd, we're not actually expecting uh, a, a final agreement on the future of New START. Um, but it's important that there is going to be some initial conversation between the U.S. and Russia. Uh, so far, that hasn't happened. Um, but we could see some possible movement towards... A, a limited extension of the treaty. It might not be the full five years that the treaty technically allows, um, but we have seen some leaks out of the U.S. administration earlier uh, saying that they were, uh, among other options, considering uh, an extension uh, or at least a limited extension for less than those five years. So, of course, the, the U.S. goal going into this talks is, is still going to be bringing China uh, into the negotiations, but China has refuted that um, time and time again. They have very little incentive to actually uh, become a part of this treaty because even though their smaller nuclear arsenal wouldn't hit the limitations put in place by the treaty, um, at least not at the current levels, um, it, it does mean that they would have to allow access to their nuclear uh, arsenal by by the U.S. and you know to Russia, but that's probably a lesser concern to them. Um, so you know, effectively, the the big goal that the U.S. is shooting for here that's that's simply not going to be on the table at these talks in Vienna. Um, but the U.S. could try to buy some additional time uh, to continue this this uh, this approach. By, by leaving the treaty in place for, for a few more years. 
So it's safe to say the U.S. isn't simply seeking to abandon this treaty, but what is it doing? No, exactly. And and that's a very good point to make. The, the United States um, is definitely looking to keep the treaty in place um, because the, the threat of abandoning it is what it's trying to use to bring China into it. Um, if the treaty no longer exists, it, it actually reduces some of that leverage um, to engage China. Um, of course, the problem is that as as the U.S. is trying to uh, uh, to gamble the treaty on on that approach, um, there is a chance uh, that you know Russia and and China might not buckle to this, and and the U.S. does end up um, letting the treaty expire. Um, now, the the fact is, um, you know, there are some inherent problems with the treaty itself, even even as it relates simply to to the U.S. and Russia. Um, technological developments of the nuclear arsenals of these both countries have kind of expanded beyond the, the specific types of weapons that are restricted under the current wording of the treaty. Um, but that's where a replacement treaty could actually cover those elements easily. Now, the, the problem is with the current timeline, with New START expiring in February 2021, there simply isn't going to be any time to negotiate a comprehensive new treaty uh, on those issues. But uh, those weapon systems, for example, include Russia's new nuclear-powered and nuclear-armed uh, Poseidon torpedo, uh, as well as the Burevestnik uh, cruise missile. Uh, so weapons that don't fit under the descriptions of the ICBMs, nuclear bombers, or strategic bombers, and, and uh, uh, attack submarines that are described by the treaty. The the perception of the United States wanting to abandon New START is, is kind of based on the, the overall trend of different arms control treaties falling apart over the last years or, you know, going back over a decade, actually. The United States, for various reasons, have abandoned the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, the INF Treaty, and most recently, the Open Skies Treaty. And, and some other treaties, such as the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty, are, are actually also under pressure. But it's important not to diminish the the abandonment of those treaties to a simple desire from the U.S. to to abandon arms control. The U.S. withdrawing from them should be seen as a consequence of new multipolar dynamics in the world. So as as the balance of power in the world changes, these treaties in in some cases become a little incompatible with the current situation. So, you know, with China, for example, rising in power significantly since the end of the Cold War, um, and and those treaties then risk falling by the wayside. So would it be a big deal if the new start is not extended or replaced in that context? That's a, that's a tricky question, but initially it might not actually be a big deal. Um, not much might change uh at the moment that the treaty expires or, or is not replaced. Um, in the past, between Russia and the U.S. during the Cold War, there have been periods when no um, arms reduction treaties or arms control treaties were in place um, or when they had expired or were not ratified. Um, but both countries continued to voluntarily commit to the level that had been set forth in, in previous treaties or in negotiations. Um, the problem is that um, if there wouldn't be a new treaty to replace New START, um, eventually the the mistrust and 
you know, balancing efforts between Russia and the U.S. could eventually uh, lead them to a point where they are once again uh, deploying more nuclear weapons than the than the treaty currently allows. Um, but that would probably be be an evolution of, of multiple years, if not decades, before it could become a real problem. Thank you so much, Sim. No, my pleasure. Sim's analysis appears in Rain's premier geopolitical publication, Stratfor Worldview. If you'd like to read more, I have good news. Podcast listeners get a special subscription offer. Go to stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.